And a voice came out of the cloud saying, This is my son, my chosen one. Listen to him. And when the voice had spoken, Jesus was found alone. The message of the transfiguration is clear. See only Jesus. Listen to him alone. There is only one you can count on. May the Holy Spirit equip us with such faith to see and hear our Lord with a singular focus on Christ and his lasting glory. Amen. You may be seated. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, at times it can seem like some things are never going to end. And sometimes it's small things like waiting in traffic or waiting for a cold or a flu to go away, feeling as if the waiting is not going to end. Sometimes it's something much more serious, like struggling with depression and feeling like the cloud will never lift. Or missing a loved one and feeling as though the loneliness will never go away. Sometimes we ourselves are the source of our weariness as we see ourselves falling into the same old sinful patterns. We begin to feel as if our struggle against sin will never end. Well, in today's gospel text, Jesus has a message for us about things that will end and things will not end and things that we don't ever want to end. Now, to fully appreciate what's happening in our gospel, we first need to rewind a little bit. Our text begins with these words, Now, about eight days after these sayings, which naturally makes us wonder what had been said eight days earlier. Well, about eight days before the transfiguration, Jesus had asked his disciples, Who do you say that I am? Peter had responded with the great confession that Jesus is the Christ, the long-awaited Messiah. And so, so far, so good. But what Jesus said next must have sounded anything but good to his disciples. Jesus said, The Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and the chief priests and the scribes, and be killed, and on the third day be raised. Now that's a lot for the disciples to take in. Being raised, a resurrection from the dead must have sounded mysterious at the time. But the part about being killed, well, that was all too clear. And they barely had time to begin digesting that message about what lay ahead for them and for Jesus. When he followed up, with what lay ahead for them. You see, Jesus said following that, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. That's what was ahead for these men. Their Messiah would be killed. And they would have live lives of daily cross-bearing, which means daily dying. Now that was a sobering message. And was that really all that this was leading up to? Were cross-bearing and dying all that Jesus and they as disciples had to look forward to? 
But with that as the background, we have the events today in our gospel. Jesus takes Peter, James, and John up on a mountain to pray. And what they see there is like nothing they've seen before. Jesus is transfigured, meaning his appearance changes before their very eyes. His clothes become dazzling white. The appearance of his face changes. Matthew's account tells us that his face shone like the sun. And there with Jesus are Moses and Elijah, two great heroes of the faith from centuries past. So what is the significance of all of this? Well, the significance is this. Jesus is giving his disciples a much-needed lesson in things that will last, things we really want to last, and things that will not last. And the revelation of Jesus in his divine glory is an affirmation for the disciples. That just as Peter had confessed eight days earlier, Jesus truly is the Christ. He really is the promised one. And to leave no doubt about it, God the Father said on the mountain, This is my Son, my Chosen One. Listen to Him. Why do the disciples need that message at this time? So they know that suffering and death will not be the end for Jesus. This one who will suffer and die is the son of the living God. And death cannot hold him. As the disciples are seeing with their very own eyes, Jesus is the light of the world. A light that the darkness cannot overcome. Yes, he will suffer and yes, he will die. But suffering and death cannot and will not be the end for this one who now stands before them radiant in divine majesty. Nor will cross-bearing and death be the end for Jesus' disciples. The living presence of Moses and Elijah on the mountain testifies to the glorious future that awaits for all who abide in the faith. We know that Moses certainly had gone through a great deal in his life. And few prophets had experienced more opposition than Elijah. But that hardship, the difficulties that they faced had not lasted. What had lasted was their fellowship with the living Lord. Moses and Elijah had passed through the temporary trials of this life into eternal, lasting joys. And so it is for us and for all who believe. As seen in Moses and Elijah, suffering is not the end of those who trust in the Lord. Instead, a crown of life awaits. The things of this world, they pass away. But God's glory lasts. <clears throat> now, does that promise of glory mean that cross-bearing can somehow just be skipped over? Certainly not. And just as we might sometimes wish that we could follow Jesus without having to take up our crosses, Peter also seems to have hoped along those lines too. As he offers to build tents for Jesus, Moses, and Elijah so they could stay right there, right there on the mountain. And Peter's wish is certainly understandable. As he said, it was good for them to be there. 
But that there was not going to last. Jesus had something even better in mind. He was set on gaining for Peter, James, John, and all of us, not a moment or a day of glory, but joy unending. See, Luke tells us that on the mountain, Moses and Elijah spoke with Jesus of his departure, which he was about to accomplish at Jerusalem. It was for that departure that Jesus went back down the mountain. Jesus came down from the Mount of Transfiguration with his disciples so that he could be lifted up for them and for us on Mount Calvary. There he suffered for us so that our suffering will not last. He died on the cross for our sin, so that sin and death will not be the end for us. And he rose from the dead to proclaim the good news that he has made the way for us through death and the grave into life eternal. That's why the voice from the Father from the cloud says, listen to him. Because true lasting glory is not in what you see, it's in what you hear. Not in the vision, but in the word. The testimony that Jesus' lasting glory is greater than Moses and Elijah's is not because, of, not because of the transfiguration, but because of the cross. Because of the work that he was about to do. What Moses and Elijah could not do, what no one else could do, Jesus would do. He would lay down his life for the life of the world. Lay down his life to forgive sin and to defeat death in the grave. Jesus would lay down his life that on the cross we would see God in a whole new light. That we would see his love. That we would see his strength. That we would see his true glory. To know that only the God of the cross is the God that we encounter. Brothers and sisters in Christ, there is only one that you can count on. Only one who does not demand your life, but gives you his life. Only one who does not lure you into sin, but instead forgives you of all of your sin. Only one who does not wait for you to pull yourself up to him, but who comes down from heaven to you. Only one who does not demand a pound of flesh and sweat and blood from you, but feeds you with his very own. Only one who promised you rescue and delivered on every single promise. Only one who does not leave you in the dark, but is the very light of the world. Only one who does not leave you lost and confused, but sends his spirit of wisdom and life. Only one who knows this life will always fall short, and so has promised you eternal life. There is only one. Only one greater than Moses and Elijah. Greater than you and me. Greater than sin, the devil, and death. The one who leads us in our exodus through the waters. Not of the Red Sea, but the waters of baptism. Not into the promised land of Canaan, but to the promised land of heaven. There is only one who hung on the cross in your place and mine, who died our death, that when he rose, that we would be resurrected with him too, that his resurrection 
is our resurrection. The, the sacrifice is complete. The exodus complete. And the glory is complete and it's lasting. The glory that he showed in this transfiguration was always his. The work that he came to do was to give that glory to you. To give you faith now. To give you hope right now. To give you confidence now. To give you life now. That in seeing your Savior in a whole new light, you also see your life in a whole new light. Not as a meaningless drift through time, but a life worth the life of God's own Son. A life that God will use and raise and glorify just as Moses and Elijah. And so, as today we leave the glory of Epiphany and enter the season of Lent, lift up your eyes, but also lift up your ears, like Peter, James, and John, to see and to hear Jesus alone. Because as glorious as the transfiguration was, that day's temporary glory was a sign pointing ahead, pointing ahead to a greater glory. As in the transfiguration, we see a preview of the unending glory that Christ has secured for us on the cross. And I realize that at times it seems as if the hardships of this fallen and sin-filled world will never end. But our Lord Jesus Christ, who has suffered with us and for us, knows what that feels like. So take heart. Take heart, for the Lord who accompanied his disciples back down the Mount of Transfiguration into the sin-filled, chaotic messiness of this world will also be with you. He'll be with you in whatever hardships and, and difficulties and tragedies that you face. And the Lord who was lifted up on Mount Calvary for you has by his death and his resurrection ensured that those hardships won't last. They will indeed come to an end. And they will be replaced by everlasting peace, joy, and glory in his kingdom that has no end. Amen.